Hello, and welcome to a new episode of 90s Tunes with Avery and Lena. We are looking back at the album Verses by Pearl Jam this week. I had no clever opening. I just had Go, which is the first song on their CD, which is kind of funny. But Avery didn't like that. And I gotta say, it's not my best either. <laughs> <laughs> no, it. I guess no good opening this week, or no, no opening that you're going to shake your head at. No. You seem a little under the weather. Under the weather? Weather. I'm under the weather today. I'm getting <laughs> over a cold. If I sound a little off, that's why. But I'm here for you guys. <laughs> good, good. You can hear my notebook, I'm sure. I found this fact really interesting, that the vinyl for this album was released on October 12th, 1993, which is almost 30 years to the day that this oh, is being yeah, released. yeah, yeah. But it wasn't until another week later that the cassette and CD was released. Yeah, they were really big on vinyl and, mm. like, keeping up with that. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting fact, that it wasn't all released all at once. Yeah. When it was released, it re- it sold over, like, 950,000 albums in the first five days, which was which set a record for the most copies of an album sold in the first week of release, surpassing the record held by Guns N' Roses for the album Use Your Illusion 2, and that was out in 1991, and it held the record until Garth Brooks' album Double Live in 1998. Pretty good. Like, their first album sold really well, and then this sold even better, so. Yeah, it was kind of amazing how well it sold. Yeah. Which surprised me. What was your first thought when I, because you had a look on your face when I said this album of maybe disgust. Did I read that right? No, it wasn't disgust. I was never a huge Pearl Jam fan, so I wasn't looking forward to listening to this album this week. Okay. Now, based on that, I looked up on Yelp. Restaurant reviews. (laughs) (laughs) The end. (laughs) No, I looked up, why don't people like Pearl Jam? And mostly, they said they're sappy, they're lyric, and that most, there's argument if they're grunge or not, because most grunge deals with more nihilistic things, like, but not concrete things, like Pearl Jam might listen, like, abuse, or, like, suicide, or, you know, they deal more in more concrete. Okay, yeah, yeah. Also, I guess some people, including Kurt Cobain, said they... Actually, I'm not sure of Cobain. He said they weren't grunge, but they seemed to get together in the end and weren't really... Seemed like the media pitted them against each other. But they were also... They said that there were too much guitars for grunge. And some people call them just a rock band. Yeah, it wasn't anything like that. I just never got into Pearl Jam when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I didn't hate them. I didn't love them. I just felt very neutral towards them. I heard some songs. There are some songs that I really liked by Pearl Jam as well. I like the song Bugs. Bugs? I wrote that that, down. (laughs) I got a kick out of that song. It made me laugh. And people hate that song. Some people hate that song. And Do the Evolution. I really like that song by Pearl Jam. I thought that was a really good song. Both of those songs not on this CD or record, so... Also, the next question on Yelp, but I had to like sign in and do a bunch of stuff to read the answer was, why would people like Pearl Jam? <laughs> yeah. I could, I can understand why people like Pearl Jam. Yeah. I, after listening to this the first time, I was like, eh, it's all right. And after listening to the second time, I was like, 
this is good. I re- I'm starting to enjoy this. And I put that in the same way as I put a hip album. After listening to, I'm going way back to it when in, in the 90s and 2000s, listening to a hip album the first time, it wasn't always the best, but once you listen to it two or three times, it finally like grows on you. And maybe that's what it is about Pearl Jam. Maybe. Where after the second, third listen of this album, it really started to grow on me. So I was really enjoying it. But then, and not necessarily, I'm not necessarily talking about any songs on this album, but some, I didn't choose 10 because some of their songs are so overplayed. Like Jeremy's so overplayed that I've heard it too much and I kind of now don't like that song when I liked it back in the day, but it grew. It, yeah. Well, according to our Calgary radio stations, I think it's their only song. The only one that I'd say maybe overplayed from this one would be Daughter. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But it's not up there with Jeremy or even Alive, I don't think. But that's why, kind of why I chose this album. I also owned this album and I didn't own any other Pearl Jam album. I didn't know you owned this album. I remember I got a loan of Vitology from my friend for a while, so knew it kind of well, but I owned this album and I really liked it growing up, but but it was my only Pearl Jam that I owned. Also, I hated Pearl Jam after Last Kiss. I didn't like that song to begin with. And then Pearl Jam making a version, I I hated that song more. I do not like that song at all. Yeah. I guess it was for charity. I don't know. I found out, but I didn't even go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, I I agree with you. I didn't like the original. I didn't like the remake. And maybe I didn't like the remake because I didn't like the original. What I liked about the original was how weird it was. Like, if if anything, it was so happy sounding for such a sad song. And then they just, like, that at least made it memorable. But then to just make it sad just made it terrible, terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of information on Pearl Jam out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Their history, I kind of broke it down. I didn't really know anything. I couldn't tell you Eddie Vedder if he walked in this room, what what he looks like. That's partly because they didn't like to do videos. But they started as a grunge band in the mid-1980s called Green River. I didn't write, I I just focused on Eddie Vedder. I didn't write down any of the band members' names. Sorry, guys. I just focused on who I knew. They became Mother Lovebone and... Four months after their singer Andrew Wood died of a heroin overdose, their album, first album, was released. Okay. And then so they kind of disbanded. Three members got together. They passed around their demo, gave it to former Red Hot Chili Peppers drummer Jack Irons, who passed it on to his friend Eddie Vedder, who listened to it, I guess went surfing, came up with some lyrics, sent them a demo. They flew him to, he lived in San Diego at the time. Flew him to Seattle for an audition, got the gig, the rest is history. They, but they were called Mookie Blaylock. Did you know this? No, I didn't. Do you know who he is? No. He's a basketball player. I don't even know what team. <laughs> <laughs> they signed with Epic Records, and then they kind of had to become Pearl Jam. They couldn't just have his name. But they called their first CD 10 because that was his basketball jersey number. Now, there's some... Talk about how they got the name Pearl Jam. One BS story that I guess Eddie Vedder said and then came out and said that was BS was that his grandmother's name was Pearl. That's true. And she had a, made amazing jam. So they came up with Pearl Jam. <laughs> Another one. Here's the Canadian connection is they saw Neil Young live and he kind of jammed, did some of improv of his songs for 15, 20 minutes. 
Pearl Jam. He's also played on some of their albums. They played on his. There was a concert where Eddie Vedder got sick and he, I guess it must have been a festival or something, after three songs. So Neil Young came up, finished the concert for them. They're friends. So there's a big, that's the Canadian connection. That was my Canadian connection too, is Eddie Vedder collaborated with Neil Young. (laughs) So that's all I had. I didn't have anything crazy. I found that really quick. And then I found that quickly too and thought you would have something more. No. (laughs) Oh, well. And then I just looked into Eddie Vedder himself. That's kind of what I did. Like in, I think it's Jeremy, he found out, like his parents got divorced and then he found out who he thought was his dad was his stepdad. Because okay. his parents broke up when he was like a year old. And at this by this time, his dad was dead. His biological dad was dead. So my, I like the story that in 1993, he was arrested for public drunkenness and disturbing the peace because he was involved in a bathroom brawl in New Orleans with White Sox pitcher Jack McDowell. Mm-hmm. There's a Vetter Cup when Seattle Mariners play San Diego Padres. Because they both kind of claim them as their yeah, hometown, yeah, yeah. so it's called the Vetter Cup. Well, that's, I was wondering when you said that earlier, that he was in San Diego and the band is from Seattle. I thought they were all from Seattle, so. Yeah, yeah. so, yep, but not him. I looked at a lot of, like, tribute concerts they did or concerts for cause, like, for different causes, and it's like reading history because they've been together so long. It's like 9-11, Kosovo, Katrina, like, they're just... You know, they've just always been there doing... He's known kind of for philanthropy, too. They also had a big fight with Ticketmaster. Do you know this? I do know this, and I really like that they stood up against Ticketmaster. Do you remember it? Vaguely. Okay. Yeah, I like... and But people kind of shunned them. People weren't on board with them with Pearl Jam and thought they were kind of out there and kind of digging their own grave. Thought they could be more popular if they did more things like Not That, made more videos, just did more promotions, but that wasn't his style. If it's not their style and they're doing well and they're happy, why bother? Like, and, and why would people be upset? The people that are upset, do they like paying absorbent Ticketmaster fees? Like, yeah. Uh, I, I know for me, I... If they told me the price of the ticket was $100, I'm fine with that. I really hate seeing it's like $45 and then $20 of service fees and taxes and events fee and all of it. That's how, uh, that's why I hate Ticketmaster because it's just. And I guess they kept their ticket prices low. They were really Uh big into touring and then they found out how much Ticketmaster was charging and they were mad about that. They, Found out Ticketmaster was like even charging them in charity concerts. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. They tried to play in stadiums and arenas that Ticketmaster didn't have control over. That proved really hard. <laughs> yeah, because Ticketmaster is everywhere. I think they tried to play like some more small towns. I re- uh-huh. I think I read they tried to like build their own places so they could play and oh, okay. Good for like them. just like temporary stages. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of funny they're doing that, but they were called sellouts by, especially especially people who are really big into grunge, it seems, called Pearl Jam sellouts because they were more rock, more less alternative, I guess. I really don't like the term sellout. It's, That's why you do it, I think. Yeah, like I understand being an artist and doing it for the love of the art, but is it selling out by putting out something really good and then 
living off of that? Or that making it so more people know it? Yeah. I mean, I, I'd sell you for money. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'd sell out this podcast. I'd sell anything. <laughs> I wouldn't sell our dog. No, no, not our dog. I wouldn't sell every, <laughs> anything. He's not a thing. I meant like I would advertise for anything. <laughs> <laughs> dog treats for our dog? Yes. They were influenced by the red hot chili peppers, and I could see that. Yeah, They're could, also yeah. kind of called sellouts. But yeah, I don't like that term either. I think that's really insulting. Well, that's what people mean when they say it, but I think it's really, you would think a lot of people wouldn't care. Like, who cares? I'm making money. Well, the people that care, I, I really think it's one of those, like, less hate on popular things or less hate on people that are successful and just call them sellouts. Yeah, like that's, that's what I think it is. Well, yeah, so that's the history. So you said it grew on you. What did you like about this album? The more I got into it, the more, or the more I listened to it, the more I just started liking the sound of it, like the guitars, the riffs in it. I didn't really get too much into the lyrics of it, but the whole thing put together was really fun. It was really good. The album flowed really well. Yeah. It had some really rocking songs. It brought it back down with songs like Daughter, like where it, it's not a rocking song, but it's, it's like a powerful song. Yeah. If that makes sense. And then just, yeah, and it even ended well. Like, I like the last song. Dissident. Yeah. It it just. It was a great mellow way to close out, wasn't it? Yeah. You said, I kind of listen to the lyrics, and they're not necessarily lots of them in each song, but there's some great lines. You know what I mean? But it's a lot of repetition in the lyrics. I mean, they talk about everything, like like white privilege and police brutality towards black people. They talk about date rape. I like glorified G, where they kind of make fun of people who owning guns. I like, that's okay, man, because I love God. Sorry, I said it, that's okay, man, because I love God, I have to say it. I know it's feel so manly when armed, and I knew it at the time, but I always sing it as feel so manly with arms, (laughs) which I find hilarious. And you could see kind of their their evolution. Like Go kind of reminded me of Spin the Black Circle from Vitology. It was kind of like a spinny kind of sound. It was a great start. I wrote like Daughter Classic, almost it's up there with like Jeremy and Alive, kind Uh of that. Same with Dissident. That's I just wrote Classic. Because you listen to a lot of like yelling, angry music. I I not not to just boil it down like to that, but that was never my real jam. Uh But Pearl Jam, I find he does yell, but there's so much emotion in his voice. It allowed like it was an outlet almost for me without just yelling. Like it's controlled yelling, I'd say for him. (laughs) Does that make sense? Like Yeah, I I think it's yeah, maybe like you said, like the passion is coming through. Yeah, as opposed to just yelling. Like almost like frustration sometimes. Or like Yeah, I could see upset at the world. Yeah. Well I'll ask you what was your favorite song? I don't know. Maybe maybe it was Elderly Woman Behind the Counter in a Small Town. I did like that one. Do you know that was my favorite song off the album growing up? For sure. I okay. always loved that song. But then I forgot about Rearview Mirror. And that's so like 90s, mm-hmm. all pop. Like it was boppy. Like just. Okay. And that almost became my number one, but I always loved Elderly Woman Behind the Counter. Yeah, I, elderly woman. We'll just call it that. <laughs> I need to remember. 
when I listened, actually, you said you like the way it flowed. Sometimes I'll listen, like upon re-listening, I just want to hear the song to get remember what song's which, and I'll skip ahead. It was hard to do with this. I loved the way they just flowed into each other. Yeah, when I just yeah. skip midway through a song, I'm like, I've missed that ending and then start that really yeah. worked together. But I got from Amazon Music the reissued version. So there were some bonus tracks, including Hold On, Creedy Stop, and one of my favorite Pearl Jam songs, which is a cover, actually, Crazy Mary was on a reissue. Do you know this song? Yes, 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 yes. No, I I'll didn't p- enjoy that song. You didn't? I did. Oh, it's from Sweet Relief for Victoria Williams. It was a tribute CD fundraiser for her. She had MF. I had the CD, so we'll probably do it at some point, but I love that song, but it's her song. Okay, okay. But it is a great song. For anyone who doesn't know it, just listen to it. But this album held up. It did. Maybe, it definitely did. Maybe even better than I... Well, I definitely would say it's better than what I was thought it was in the 90s, just because maybe I didn't listen to it much. Like I said, it's just something I never got into, but when listening to it this time around, I really enjoyed it. It almost reminded me of kind of like a bridge between grunge and what became like rock later in the 90s, like that kind of in between. So they never, I could see why some people might not say they're grunge. I don't know. I don't want to get into that debate. You can (laughs) put your two cents in. I don't care, but I don't have. I don't really care about it that much. Yeah, I don't really care where someone fits, but I didn't realize how good the riffs were, the guitars were when I was growing up, but I was listening with headphones and listening to it so much. I really yeah. like their sound, and you can tell their sound. You can tell his voice. It's very iconic voice. Baritone? Sure. I don't know. Sure. I, feel. I, I agree with you. Just deep. You yell, but it's not like... Like, when I listen to Dave Grohl, Grohl I'm like, how does he, like, talk the next day? At le- I feel like Eddie Vedder had a little more, has a little more control. Not to pit them against each other. That's just... When I thought of screaming, that's who I thought yeah. of, but... Well, yeah. it's a different type of screen. Yeah, yeah. It's not, we really, I really shouldn't compare, but I just thought there is emotion in his yelling. It's not just anger. It's like passion. Yeah. I feel like he is someone who fights for causes and that shows. I'm happy I chose this. It, Me too. I'm glad you chose it as well. So what should we put on then? Elderly woman? I think we should go with Crazy Mary. No, because I might do, what if I do Victoria Williams? Like sweet relief then, sometimes. Then we can pick a different song. That's off that. true. Or we can put the same because it's two different artists. Well, hers is a tribute, and it's a bunch of so- bands singing her song, including yeah. the Crazy Mary yeah. version. I'm that. I'm just going with crazy. If you want to put something else on, it's your CD. You get a pick. No, let's. I want to say rearview mirror. No, let's go with elderly woman behind the counter because you said that was your favorite song. Crazy Mary's just on the reissue, so I don't actually associate it with this CD. So uh, that's that's my deciding factor. I didn't own the reissue. <laughs> no, that's all right. I think I read something about the elderly woman. They used someone's picture. I'm not even sure where I read this, So, but they didn't have the rights to it. So they had to remake more CDs with someone else on it, but I'm not sure where I read that and if it's true. Okay, so we have it. What's your choice, Safe? Oh, he has a smile on his face, an evil, <laughs> an evil grin. No, I don't, I'm, I'm holding my breath. It's not an evil. I, I was just, I had to make sure I got the right album, so I had to look it up. But it is from July 5th, 1994. 
Okay, July 5th, 1994. Okay, I was 16. The album is called Cracked Rear View. Cracked Rear View. I know. Wait, I know this. Uh Uh-huh. Not Hootie and the Blowfish, is it? It is Hootie and the Blowfish. It was either that or I want to say Gin Blossoms. Okay, good one, good one. I've been wanting to do this for a while. Me too, but I didn't know that. (laughs) Because I want to do this, and then I don't know. Maybe once we get into some research, I want to see if Darius Rucker had any albums out in the 90s. Okay. Because I'm sort of want to see what he has done in a solo career, because he's been very successful in a solo career. So maybe yeah. we'll see a connection or if if we can. But yeah, yeah I think everybody likes Hootie and the Blowfish. Yes. So Can I just say that you're curious about what the research will lead to, which leads us to Friday. Sandbox curious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I really tried hard there. <laughs> Oh, I know. I, I, I could see you reaching. <laughs> I was like, let Avery finish. It's hard for me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's uh that's a wrap. <laughs>